Yeah, in my personal record book, if this makes Pittsburgh, the Steelers, the fans of the Steelers, you, if it makes everyone feel better, in my own personal record book, uh, the Steelers won that game, the Patriots lost, and that means the Steelers are on track to be the one seed in the AFC. <laughs> the Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Crowley Show, where your mom listens, and you should too, 412-922-2874 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of dozens, follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley, Brian LaMartina sitting across from me, shirtless Tom behind the glass, follow them on Twitter, at FBomber73 and at ButtonPusher970, tell you kids, tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here. We're giving away Dead Daisies tickets. They perform tomorrow at Jurgles, which is a awesome place to take in a concert. Just to clarify, Dead Daisies are alive, the band. Yes. They are breathing. They will be singing and playing instruments. And if you want tickets, all you got to do is call up this number, 412-922-2874, and answer our trivia question. And if you answer correctly, you get the tickets. Tom, what's the trivia question? The trivia question is, who has thrown for the third most touchdowns in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers organization? One more time. Who is responsible for throwing the third most touchdown passes in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers? Now, wait a second. You changed the question because the second time is who's responsible. Does that mean Art Rooney? Does that mean Steelers fans? They cheer who these guys playing, to success. Who was playing quarterback Okay, and threw the third most touchdown passes in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers? I feel like you're a little annoyed here, Tom, with us like asking for clarification. I'm just feeling There's a call on the line, Tom. You might want to answer that. You might want to take care of your job. He Jeez. got a little annoyed, right? He did. He was perturbed, and I don't appreciate that. And he lost the call because we were keeping time. him on. It was a dial tone. We were keeping him on the air. Keeping me on the air to keep saying the so freaking question over and over. That was again. the question, and the phone number is 412-922-2874. Who? I'm just kidding. You don't have to do it again. I'd like to hear the question Who again because you, you messed it up the last time. Was the quarterback responsible mm-hmm. for throwing the th- third most touchdown passes in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Those phone lines are blowing up, Tom. Answer the damn phone. Stop asking the question. Actually, why does Tom even need to an- answer the phone? Why don't we just put him through on the air? Just put him through. Go ahead. All right, through. I'm going to put this guy through. Tom, we don't need you anymore. Let's go to John. All right, I guess we needed it. John, who threw for the most third most touchdown passes in Steelers history? I'm going to go uh, Cordell. You're such a oh, jackass. Dude, Wait a second. Wait a second. Come... The other guy didn't hear you. The other guy didn't hear you, so I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to see what the other guy thinks. Other guy, who threw the third most touchdown passes in Steelers history? I'm going to have to say Slash, the Rainbow Rider. Get the hell! Don't call him that, ass. What a dick. What a jackass. We live in a more tolerant society right now. He called him the Rainbow Rider because of the the gay rumor. F that guy. Screw that guy. I'm happy John won the tickets. It is Cordell Stewart. I'm also surprised anybody got that right. I I guessed... Neil O'Donnell. I guess it was Cordell. Tom wouldn't lie. Although, hmm? although 
I'm guessing that this record was written down somewhere. Yeah. Oh, dude! I why? know. As Le'Veon why? Bell said, as Le'Veon Bell said, you can't believe what you read. I can't believe anything in the Pro Football Hall of Fame anymore. Well, that's why they have busts. But then there's words under them. I don't know that that bust represents the person who it's supposed to represent because the name's written. You know what? They should carve everyone's mouth out so we can identify the players via dental record. Now that's now that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. That would that would make Lev Bell the happen. Rainbow Rider. I just called someone a. Dick LeBeau. Am I allowed to even say that on the radio? If it's if he's coming out with dumb content like that, yeah. Okay. So yeah. we're good? Yeah. And who cares? Called him Slash. That's fine. You can call him Slash. <laughs> Don't call him the Rainbow Rider. We're a tolerant show. I'm social justice warrior Crowley, for God's sakes. Yes. Also, how long does it take to give information, John? Are you good, Tom? Are you all right? Did you get his information now? We set. Gave the tickets away. One more time. I couldn't hear you. Did you give the tickets away? Oh, yeah. Perfectly. All right. Well, pay attention. You good? How dare you? <laughs> Why are you jumping on Tom now? He wasn't listening. I was he, getting the information from the nice man to give like his tickets were, to the concert. You were talking to Katie is all he I'm did, saying. He did let that rainbow line on the air. Yeah, dude. What is that about? Like, You're do we really not gonna try to pin this on no, me? No, we're not gonna I'm pin it on saying, you. I'm just saying, I'm not pinning anything on you. That was disgusting. I was disgusted when he said that on the air. I threw up in my mouth. You can ask Katie; it stinks in here. Yeah, no, I believe you, dude. You had a look it's of disgust disgusting. on your face. You did, but I thought Don't you pin were this st- on me. I, I'm not. I thought that look of disgust was still coming from the 53 man roster segment. That was a great. Uh-huh. Guys, do we need to regroup here? Is that what needs to happen? Regroup a little bit, like just tell each other how much we we like each other. I'm gonna blow up the beach ball. You should put down the beach ball. For I mean, the beach ball will look like a distraction when you're trying to tell Tom that you like him. I don't like Tom right now. I like Tom as a person. I don't like him as an employee of the iHeartMedia family. Guys, this just makes my job harder. Could you please just get get along, Tom? I love bit? you. We good? Yeah. Do your segment. And in the future, if anybody what? tries gay jokes like that, stop them, Tom. I will, because it's disgusting. We don't know anything. Disgust me. We don't know anything? Yeah. Why do you come at us with rumors like that? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. We don't know. I don't think it's appropriate to have the conversation about whether or not Cordell's gay on the air. We're not. We're not yeah. doing that. But that guy wanted to. No, we're not. Ben Roethlisberger recently told our buddy Mark Caboli from The Athletic that James Conner deserves playing time. Conner has had a good preseason. He was solid in training camp. He's done enough to get playing time until Bell's back up to speed. But after that, give the All-Pro the football. Last year, Bell started slow to the tune of 3.5 yards per carry in his first three games. He averaged 17 carries for 60 yards per game. In his last 12 games... He averaged 22 for 92.5. That's 4.3 yards per carry. He warmed up to the task. Give Connor a chance while Bell's slow out of the gate, but after that, it's no contest. Give the All-Pro the ball. There's a narrative that Bell's lost his explosiveness. That's wrong. Yeah, he had three touchdowns last year of 27 yards plus. Okay, I didn't know that that was the defining characteristic of a running back was breakaway runs. 
Uh, I thought it was being valuable to your football team, whatever your football team needs you to do. It doesn't mean he can't break away a run, but that's never been his game. He's never been the guy who takes it upfield and scores touchdowns. He caught one against the Bengals a couple years ago where he put his foot in the ground, made a guy miss. He does things that other running backs simply can't, like catch a ball over a Jacksonville defender in the end zone with one hand whenever he's getting armbarred in a playoff game. Le'Veon Bell's better than he's being credited for. Mark Madden says he had a bad year last year. Mike DeCourcy said he's not as valuable as I'm making him out to be. It's simply not true. Daddy Wizard tweets, at underscore Adam Crowley, here's his yards per touch through the years. They're going down. 2014, six yards a touch. 2016, five and a half yards a touch. Last year, 4.8 yards per touch. I'm not saying Le'Veon Bell's as good as he was whenever he had the best year of his career. He's a hell of a lot better than... Almost everyone in the league, and he sure as hell is a lot better than what they've got right now. Not to mention, yeah, the yards per touch were down because of the first three games. His yards per touch was up with his career average after the first three games. Not that hard to figure out. Bang! The hell out of here. Daddy wizard? Yeah. He's the father of a wizard. (laughs) Brian says... Or he's a wizard's daddy. He's a wizard's daddy. Let me see that wand, Harry. Anyway, Brian tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. I love the show, but Crowley, you're beating a dead horse in the mouth of the bell stuff today. Can you please talk about farts, crapping your pants, Dax junk, or sending sex toys to the office? I'm happy that that's what we're known for. If I do sports the whole show, people freak out because we didn't give them enough of our typical nonsense. If we go nonsense for the entirety of the show, people are mad that we haven't talked enough sports. We will merge the two together! And you're going to have to like it that way. We're always worried when we're not doing sports. Then we're always worried when we're not being slappy. Andrew tweets... This is the guy who invited us to the cabin last week. Oh, no. He said, had a great time at the cabin. You should have went. Hashtag Crowman. Hashtag God. Did he add that we would have really loved the crawl space? If we had gone to the cabin this weekend with Andrew, we wouldn't be doing a show right now. Guessing we're not alive. If we were in a horror movie, and it was the three of us, Brian... Shirtless Tom and myself, the crowd man. Tom is going to be the last one to die because he's comedic relief. Not that we're all not, don't have that going for us. But Tom, he's, Tom's either the last one to die, the, the, the lone survivor, or he's the first guy. Or the guy who makes friends with the serial killer. When does that happen? I don't know. I just see shirtless Tom like breaking. He's so affable. I see him breaking like boundaries, like in the horror film genre. I become like an ally. Not an ally, but like maybe there's a quick understanding. Like he looks you in the eye and is like, I could kill you right now. And you're like, you could kill me right now. And then like, there's a nod. And he just moves on. We understand each other almost. Yeah. I, I think. We each so, have our own pains that we're dealing with. And I, I think the murderer kind of feels for you and likes you. And I, I have the same for him. On a, on a level of like, you know what? I bet something happened to him. Mm. Yeah, you at least get mm. how he got to that point where he's killing us. Mm. Sympathetic almost. Yeah, I feel like you've got a, you've got a, you've got an idea of what. So got do him I help the in the killing point. then? At that point? No, or? no, okay. no. Do I try to stop maybe, him? Maybe in do the I try se- to turn maybe him? Maybe in the sequel. Yeah. Oh, so it ends with me turning and and understanding the. Well, the you don't. Killer. This is getting way too deep. I didn't want to go this long on this, but 
for the purposes of this conversation, Tom, you end up kind of understanding the guy and kind of vibing with him, and then the movie ends. He leaves you. He doesn't kill you. You're the lone survivor. And then in the sequel, maybe you turn into a killer because over time between number one and number two, you start realizing, you know what? I like the cut of that guy's ship. I like what he was going for. If one of us were a serial killer, who's the most likely one to have been the serial killer? Okay, I got another question when this is over, too. Um, but I think I would be a really good serial killer. I didn't want to say it, but you would be a tremendous serial killer. Thank you. Eh, he'd be all right. Who he'd do you think's the best most... out of all of us? But he'd be all right. Who do you think's the most I'd likely to be a serial killer? I would killer? never get caught. Out of all of us? Yeah. It's probably yeah. It's been that way, probably. What was the question? I've actually kind most of likely to, to be a serial killer. Can yeah. I tell you something? I'd be yeah. good at. I've actually kind of been suspecting him a little bit lately. He's he's being a little. It's a, okay. Look, like right now, you're harshing my whole serial killer vibe, but because being accused of being a serial killer does not mesh with the idea of stealth that I need to be a good one. You see how quick he is to wiggle out of that. That's yes, something I, that a serial killer would say I right there. It, yes. No, yeah. I was getting at. I'm about to kill you guys secretly in the middle of the night, and no one will know what happened. Whoa! Save the tape, Tom. Save the tape. Coming up next, allegedly, Will Graves. Not a serial killer. I wouldn't kill you guys. I love you. He'll talk to us about Le'Veon Bell. As far as you know. And Tom Brady. <laughs> and 80s movies. It's the Crowley Show. This is the Adam Crowley Show. Wow, wow, wow. He's a very nice. ESPN Pittsburgh on 970 AM and 106.3 FM. Got this tweet from Wes Fetty at underscore Adam Crowley. This is amazing. The show possibilities here are endless. He says, hey, Adam, I'm the guy that did the Macho Man impression yesterday. There's a video attached. I appreciate you guys loving my impression, and I am also a professional wrestler myself in the area known as Beast Man Husk. You guys have a fan for life. Thanks again. Beast Man Husk? Beast Man Husk. Husk is the official wrestler of the Crowley Show now. Beastman is the official wrestler of the Crowley Show. I love this guy. Love him. When do we wrestle him? That's the next thing, right? That's the question right there. Why haven't we yet is the question. I didn't know he existed. Now I do. Maybe I can get him to join my wrestling fantasy league. You have a wrestling fantasy league? Yeah. My wife's doing a fantasy league starting tonight. Is she? She is. It is... Widows of fantasy football, they're calling it. And it's all of our friends, girlfriends, and wives, and fiancés. Oh, wow. Yeah. That are doing their own league. And we're going to go watch them draft and drink beer heavily, but not draft. So it's like a strip club, but with, like, out any of the stripping or fun. (laughs) Just watching a bunch of chicks, like, pick football teams? Adam, should I take Ben Roethlisberger first overall? (laughs) No. No, you shouldn't. Adam, should I take James Conner over Lev Bell? <laughs> Don't you get started on that again. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. They're going to be asking us for advice, and we're not going to give it to them. They're going to get mad about us not giving them the advice. Give bad advice. Oh, my God. That is absolutely the move. Sabotage. Did you just say sandwich? Sabotage. I knew what you were saying. That was just an example of it. Dude, yes. 
Like, give them the worst picks you can. Like, and then it's enjoyable for the rest of the season because you get to watch as these teams just do horribly. And I think the winner of the league gets like 70 bucks. It's it's inconsequential. Hmm. I could use 70 big ones, though. She should be the early favorite, though. She's got a she's got a husband who's like on the radio and does sports. She's got a husband who came in last in his fantasy league last year and needed to have his chest waxed on the air. Yeah, but that's a good, that's a good point. That's against other dudes, though. These are against girls who I assume most of the girls are really just doing it to have something to do, right? Yeah, they all like football. They don't follow it closely. Like, Leanna watches football every weekend. But she has to. Yes. I mean... <laughs> I doubt she would know who Will Greer was if she wasn't married to you. <laughs> we'll get back to that tomorrow whenever I tell you what my wife's fantasy team is because we're going to have fun with this. I'm going to tell you some of the teams that we've got in their fantasy league. But first, a lot's going to happen, including we're going to hear from Will Graves of the Associated Press. Will joins us now. William, hello. Uh, uh, shout out to the my favorite of the cheese teases, by the way. And I, I'm curious. Was this inspired by any specific teen movie? Because you're too young for this. Maybe, you know, maybe when we're teen or Tom, no. There was a mid-'80s movie called Girls Just Want to Have Fun, starring Helen Hunt and Sarah Jessica Parker as a crazy friend, and they wanted to get on a dance show. And Helen Hunt was, as you surprisingly, sort of dowdy, and then she wasn't. <laughs> and there was a montage set to this specific that specific song, and while there have many great teen montages in every great teen movie, like that's the one. You spoke to an old man today. I, I'm really, really appreciative of the effort. Well, I'm happy to hear that, and people don't really know, I don't think, how the cheese teases come together. More often than not, we're in a group chat. Brian will send us, hey, guys, I got an idea, and then it evolves. Or Tom will send, hey, guys, we got an idea. Occasionally, I'll throw one out there. And then it all comes together. I get really stressed out during the production of the cheese teases. I get moody, but it always winds up good. And I'm happy you enjoyed today's because today's, it might be my favorite of all time. I mean, that took some time, too, right? I mean, that wasn't like, I mean, that probably took, what, an hour or hour? It took less long than I thought it would take. I freaked out thinking it would take longer than it did. But it all came together. Probably an hour, though. Probably an hour. Is that that yours? Which jersey? Pippin. Oh, the Pippin. That's Tom's. Okay. Yeah, you look old. And, Will, you're not mistaken in any way. That movie, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, I loved that movie growing up. Absolutely Sweet. loved it. Like, and there's a girlfriend who actually would quote that. Care about this girl that's like this sort of preppy rich girl. She goes, I'm unloved, unappreciated, I only have two cars, <laughs> and, you know, that's much the way I... I Crowley is when she gets home. Hey! So. <laughs> you nailed it. I will say the music video with Cindy Lauper is horrendous. So horrendous that it's delightful. Well, I mean, but that's not the one with Lou Albano, is it? Yeah, it is, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's the 80s, so, I mean, you got to, like, grade on a curve. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was just happy to see Captain Lou in there. That's all. You see Captain Lou, you're good for the day. <laughs> All right, P. Right, he's got. He's dead. Right, he's got to yeah. be long dead. Right. Yeah. <sighs> Why we got to bring that up? Will Graves joining me from the Associated <laughs> Press. Uh, I've been worried about death lately. I don't want to get into it. Uh, Will, how many hey, reps should James? Well, okay, I, I should. Okay, I, I heard you. I heard you. I, you know, I, I, I Mark's got his Mark. You know, who unclenched, I guess, from seventy-one and eighty-seven, long enough to get his toe into the Steelers. Um, you know, like. Numbers-wise, 
you know, the yards per carry wasn't great. Uh, but, I mean, the guy is – he is the most valuable running back in the league. The flip side of that is Crowley. You can't really take make a run at James Conner. I'm taking him out. I'm taking Connor out. Now, now to the flip side, now okay, he's just a guy. Multiple, there's multiple layers here. Now, look, he is, and, and I know I, I know him well enough to know that. And as a fellow cancer survivor, like you know, when you get past it, you don't want that to be the thing that defines you. The flip side of that is, I keep looking at it like that guy was. I mean, it wasn't a long time ago he was in treatment. However, is he Le'Veon Bell? No, but I mean, neither are literally 200 other guys in the league. So. That's kind of my point, I'm with though. You, I'm with you. I'm with you uh, that Le'Veon is by far. I mean, I think this. I think I said last week. This is their best chance to win the Super Bowl this year, while Ben's still the quarterback this year because of Le'Veon. Period. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So when Ben Roethlisberger says that James Conner needs touches because he's earned touches, I think he's right to a point. Le'Veon wasn't good the first three games last year. I think you sprinkle James Conner in at the beginning of the season. But once yeah. Le'Veon Bell's proven to be Le'Veon Bell again, once the rust has been all knocked off, that's my dude. That's my horse, and you've got no reason not to use him because if he winds up dead at the end of the year, well, he's dead for someone else. Right. I mean, I think I actually our, – our preview, our season previews were due – are running tomorrow. I was writing it this morning, and I that's basically what I wrote. I mean, like, this is his last stand, and Mike will run the wheels off if he wants to because Mike doesn't care. This is like a lease. Where you got like you know three months left and ten thousand miles, and you're just like you know what, let's just go. Like I'm just driving everywhere we go. I don't care, right? Um, and that being said, I has does deserve to be a. He's been effective in preseason, and b. He deserves a, a chance to be rewarded with snaps during the regular season. I'm with that. If there are five to seven snaps counter, like I'm fine so long as Le'Veon is getting twenty plus. I mean, what's that? Isn't there a record when he gets twenty five touches? Something like. 17 and two or yep. something like that. Uh, so, I mean, I think the proof is sort of in the pudding there. I mean, he is a difference maker and he will get his, if he has a year, just like last year, the mediocre Lady Bell will be the highest paid running back in the league by a lot. Will Graves joining me here on the Crowley show. Uh, Will, I'm afraid that the Steelers' offense is going to start slow this year, though, uh, much like it did last year. They averaged 21 points a game over the first eight games. If they do that, they're going to have a tough time being an upper echelon team in the AFC. They're, they're going to have a record that is closer to 10-6, and 9-7 and seven, than it is to 13-3, and three, I'd think, given the defense and the question marks there. Um, I mean, I think they're going to come back to or I think 13-4. and four. I mean, that was the weird thing last year. Like, they had a lot of games that they just kind of won. Games against bad teams at the time, like the Colts, like the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they got the Texans late in the year without Watson. They would have won, you know, they probably should have won more convincingly. The Texans, there were a lot of games like that. Um, I don't know if they're going to start slow. Um, I, I I think Randy Fickner is going to want to run the ball more. I think you're not going to see, and it was it was sort of funny to be on. Like I love Todd Haley. Um, I did catch myself watching the game on Thursday night, and I get the ball. They run the ball down to the one, and then he throws it four times, and I get it. <laughs> and you're trying to figure out who you got and what they can do. But my God, just do the Browns, man. I mean, just like run the ball, right? Um, so there is something to be said for his uh, play calling at times. Uh, I think it's. I think the offense is going to be okay if it is more ball control, if it is, you know, I think they need to keep the defense off the field, um, personally. I mean, that would – I don't think the defense is going to be bad, but I also think 
you know, just sort of like the offense was just – they were just good enough to win some games last year. Let's remember those 56 sacks, how many came against the Brett Hundleys and the Deshaun Kaisers? And I don't even remember who started for the Texans that week. It wasn't Savage. I mean, it, like, I mean, how many of those sacks were against those guys versus the Blake Bortles and the Tom Brady's? A fair board? amount. A fair amount. They had, mo- they had a bunch of sacks in the two Cleveland games. Yeah, I think they had 16. I think they had 15 or 16 out of their 56. I mean, they had, you know, a few in the – they had a, few, a handful in the in the Packer game. I mean, it's uh, – so for me, like, I'm okay if they – I would like to see more – like, I, if I'm the Steeler fan, what I'm looking for is not necessarily dominance, but, like, let's not have – let's not need Chris Boswell to come out there and beat a mediocre team at the end of the game. I mean, like, that that's what they need to avoid. I, that's what I'm looking for in terms of quality – um, I think the schedule's tougher, so I think just by natural attrition, there's going to there's gonna be injuries. I mean, we're talking about something, we're assuming everybody's going to play all 16 games, and I guarantee you there's going to be some multi guys that are not going to play. So, because that's just the nature of it. So, I mean, I think 11 and 10 and 6 and 11 and 5 is, is fine, provided they're in a good place in January, and provided they don't spend the next four months coming up that has us writing about things that have nothing to do with football, which is basically what happened every week last year. Yeah, speaking of things that are pseudo-related to football, let's transition to something that's a little bit more crunchy. Uh, We're going to talk about this coming up in 10 minutes here on the show. Uh, Tom Brady hung up on the WEEI guys yesterday, which I always like because the WEEI guys drive me crazy, but he wouldn't have done that early in his career. He wouldn't have done that for most of his career. For most of his career, he was canned answer Tom Brady. He did the Belichick thing. He wouldn't give you anything to chew on. I'm sure it was miserable having to interview him for the majority of his career because he gives you absolutely zilch. But now, his backup quarterback's Brian Hoyer. His legacy's already cemented. Why the hell does he care about what he says? He could say anything. He could do anything. He's still going to start week one. He's still going to start all season. And he still won five Super Bowls. He is bulletproof, baby. It's an, it's an amazing evolution, I think. Yeah, but I think that's sort of not unlike certain, certain – I mean, look, when Antonio Brown – got here, I, I got here his second season, he was still, what, buried on the death chart behind Mike Wallace and Hines and, uh, you know, Manny Sanders and how Jericho Cottery came in, you know, and, and you could go and talk to him whenever you wanted. And now we're at a point where he literally has not spoken to the media other than to call a Hall of Fame writer a racist. Um since he got out of the helicopter the, the day camp opened. Well, that wasn't public. That was not public. That was just was on the public? field. Well, it is now. Surprise. Surprise. Um, <laughs> you know, so he, I, mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. Tom's though. evolution is not unique. I mean, in athletics, I and mean, I don't think it's, and that's not even a shot at AB. I mean, I think you, we can all sort of sort of see the, the start of the Willie Beaming, Beamanine of, of Juju, right? We can all start, start to see sort of, you know, and I, and I like Juju. I mean, he's a good dude, good player, um, you know, but I mean, he's, because he's, so savvy on social media, obviously makes him, the cameras love him. He knows the cameras love him. He plays that to his advantage, and that's fine. But, like, you would you would like to still see, like, a normal human interaction there. And, you know, I, I, it is, it, it's just more intermittent. You can see it. Um, so, I mean, I just think in general. I, I, so, Tom, is has he been protected, and does he deserve a, a, a manner of respect because of his resume? Yes. And he's got the... Like, the owner has his back. 
right? That's why Jimmy Garoppolo is not there anymore, right? The owner has his back, right? So you can sort of just, I don't want to talk to WEI today and walk off. I mean, you can. And then this is the other thing, you know, and this is a, speaks to bigger to the bigger media, you know, the, the athlete media member relationship. They don't need us anymore, dude. Not at all. They're not. They can go on their Instagram page. They can Instagram live whatever they want. They can let us into whatever parts of their lives they want. They can get people to ask them the questions they they don't have to come to us for anything. Um, and that's not the NFL. I mean, that's in college athletics. It, I mean, it just does not, excuse me, it just, it just doesn't matter. So, I mean, part of you, you just have to sit there and take it, right? With your EEI, what are you going to do? Oh, we're not going to interview, we're not going to be available to interview Tom Brady anymore. Uh, no, if Tom Brady calls on your show, you're going to talk to him. Hey, you just know like, I mean, just like, it's the same way with Ben. I mean, what Ben does this thing on Tuesday, and he, you know, is in front of a friendly audience, and it works out well for him. And then he sets the agenda for the week. And then on Wednesday, he talks to us for eight minutes and 12 seconds or less. <laughs> and kind of was not very with a different audience for the week. And, and look, I, and I get it. I mean, I don't like it, but I get it if I'm him. I'm not, I'm not blaming him. That's. The fan is happy to have him on. He's happy to take the money. I believe he donates the money to charity that he gets from that. Um, you know, so it, and, and that's fine. But you know, it's that's that's the game these days, right? I'm having a cramp. My leg is cramping up real bad. Graves, oh my god, my freaking hamstring! <laughs> There's a knot in it. There's a knot. Tom just saw me fall out of my chair. I'm, I'm more telling him than I'm telling you in the audience. But- <laughs> I just, he, he's looking at me like I died. Oh, my God. You ever have that happen where it just seizes up? Oh, all right, Graves. I got to go. I appreciate the time. Uh, I'm going to text you. We're going to watch the football game together on Saturday. How's that sound? Uh, I don't care what you're doing. You're hanging out with me. All right, bye. That's our friend, Will Graves from the Associated Press. Going to watch the football game with him on Saturday, I hope. It doesn't sound like he's going to be there. Uh I will be there. It doesn't sound like he will be there. I think Rob Rossi's going to be there. That might keep him away. I don't know. But I'm watching Mountaineer Ball. As I was saying to Tom uh, in the last break, it is almost hump day on college football week one, baby. My mind is getting further and further away from anything I'm doing on the air and closer and closer to Will Greer torching Tennessee. Also, this beast man guy. This wrestler dude, he's a total nutcase. I love this video. He posted a video on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley, of him busting into a convenience store (laughs) wearing a He-Man type getup. He's probably three and a half, four bills-ish. And he walks in and he tries to pay for all of his stuff with rocks. He grabs a bunch of stuff off of the shelves and pays for them with rocks, and the clerk says, get the bleep out of here. This guy's going to become a key member, a key cog in the Crowley Show moving forward. It's kind of like he's working on a cheese tease level there. I think we need to utilize him in a cheese tease. Oh, do you think he'd suplex us? He would suplex us. Yeah, like all three of us try to take him out? Tag team match? Like a trio tag team? Holy hell. Upcoming cheese teas. Us. <laughs> and Beast Man Husk. Wrestling. Wrestling. Coming up next, you can ask him to join your fantasy league.
The hottest take of the day, other crap, and the three stars of the show. CSP in Pittsburgh. The Adam Crowley Show. On ESPN Pittsburgh. And the iHeartRadio app. This just in from Adam Schefter. The Steelers have taken some of Vance McDonald's salary, making about three mil this year, taking two of it and converted it into signing bonus. So that should clear up a couple million dollars in cap space for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This only about an hour after I released my 53-man roster saying that the Steelers need to go out and get an offensive lineman, I think that there's no coincidence there. The Steelers need to pick up an extra offensive lineman. How are they going to get the cap space to do it? Well, Kevin Colbert says, we shift some bonus money around, baby. Does this mean Navarro Bowman's in this fold? No, probably not. The Steelers want to have around... $3 million in cap space going into every year. They had about two, I think, before, so now they have four. It's cut-down time. They're going to sign somebody. I guess this also means they don't have to rescind the franchise tag now, right? Uh, I guess this means they don't need Le'Veon Bell's $14.5 million. Woo! I was really worried about that. It's time for the hottest take of the day. It's time for the hottest take of the day. (laughs) Dallas Cowboys owner and general manager Jerry Jones wants to see 18 regular season games and two preseason games. I'm guessing that most, if not all, owners around the National Football League agree with him. I would be willing to bet that all players disagree with that being the best way to move forward in the league. I'm guaranteeing you all, though, that they disagree with his reasoning here. He says, quote, I think candidly, it's probably physically better for players than it is to have the longer preseason, the longer practicing. Our studies show that we actually have a ramped up injury situation with players during preseason as opposed to the injury factor in the regular season. End quote. There's 90 guys on a roster. There are more players funneling through games. More players playing means that there's a higher likelihood of there being more players hurt at the end of the preseason. If the roster was 53 and they played 18, guys are going to get hurt. That's the dumbest thing I could hear. If you want to say it's to make money, if you want to figure that out in the next bargaining agreement, fine. But don't say it's safer to play more football games. Don't say it's safer to play higher intensity football games. Ah, what a load of horse crap. Manure from Jerry Jones. That was the hottest take of the day. Woo! Other crap. It's been 617 days since Pitt Basketball won a conference game. We're short on time today, Tom. Don't make that face. It's also a fact. Objective fact. 617 days since they won a conference game. It's time for the three stars of the show. Third star. 
Tonight's third star of the show, Volume Touches. Trying to tell me that Le'Veon Bell didn't have that good of a year last year. I think it's total hogwash. Maybe it wasn't as good as two years ago, but when you're comparing him to himself, uh, that means he's that damn good. Adam, did I mention he had 1,946 touches? Yeah, but but it was the volume of touches, man. It wasn't because he was explosive. Yeah, when, since when does that matter? Thank I mean, you. When Michael Jordan was scoring 30 points a game, did anybody care how many shots he took? Does anybody care how many shots LeBron James takes now? Do you think the Capitals worry? Well, Alex Ovechkin had a hat trick, but he had 18 attempts. <laughs> no, that's what these guys are supposed to do. When you're really good, they keep giving you the ball because of what you do with it. Second star. Tonight's second star of the show, Crowley Cramps. That's, that's the game these days, right? <laughs> I'm having a cramp. My leg's cramping up real bad. Graves, oh my God, my freaking hamstring. Just, there's a knot in it. There's a knot. Tom just saw me fall out of my chair. I'm, I'm more telling him than I'm telling you in the audience. But I just, he, he's looking at me like I died. Oh my God, you ever have that happen where it just seizes up? Oh, all right, Graves, I got to go. I appreciate the time. Uh, I'm going to text you. We're going to watch the football game together on Saturday. How's that sound? Uh, I don't care what you're doing. You're hanging out with me. All right, bye. Goodbye. First star. And tonight's first star of the show, Le'Veon Bell. Maybe he is dumb. Maybe the reason he does that <laughs> hopscotch thing in the backfield is because he doesn't know which hole he's supposed to go through. Lev can't find hole. Lev need hole. <laughs> I cannot find hole. You open hole, I find hole. Lev see round hole, need square hole. Lev need triangle hole. Lev only see circle hole. On off day, Lev Bell go throw money at holes at strip club. Big holes. Lots of jiggly. Jelly hole. Who had the dogs out? You can say jelly hole on the air. We're back. What's coming up next? Is there anything on the, uh, on the docket coming up after this? Jerry no. Dulek Golf Show? No? no. That stinks. The got, Tom got, and Tom Golf Show coming up? No. 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 Oh, well, that's okay. No. Women that's everywhere good. are safe. Yeah. Tomorrow on the show, Craig Wolfley is going to join us to talk about Le'Veon Bell and James Conner's development. We also got Tim Benz. He'll be jumping on to start the show at 420. It is almost hump day of college football week one. I'll be looking at a picture of Will Greer tonight.